In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. To your Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for the graces of our lives. Ask your Spirit upon us. Help us to listen to your word, to be transformed by your graces. Amen. As we continue through Lent, the fifth Sunday of Lent, it's a few more weeks, and then we have um, the resurrection. Next week is, is uh, Good Shepherd. Week after, week after that is Palm Sunday, and then obviously the resurrection. So I was testing the communion kids, and I was like, what's Easter? They're like, the resurrection of Jesus. I was like, what has to happen before the resurrection of Jesus? They're like, Palm Sunday. Good. What happens after Palm Sunday? They're like, Easter. All right, somewhere in the middle. It's me in the middle here. It's like, Holy Thursday. I'm like, yeah. They're like, Good Friday. Okay. Good Friday is the death of Jesus, the death of the incarnate God. I think it's important to always pray with that. Sometimes we can kind of glance over it and gloss over it, but that's really what we're preparing ourselves for, to enter into the, uh, the kerygma, if you so will, the, the uh, paschal mystery, which is the passion, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, ascension, if you want to add that. It's all about that. It all comes down to that. So when we pray with that, we really want to enter into the season. What's an important aspect of it is really entering into the mystery of the death of Jesus. So in the gospel today, when Christ says that he is the light of the world, well, we have an opportunity to do as Christians, especially as followers of Jesus, especially of those who live in the resurrection of Jesus, is to really bring that light into the world. And not just arbitrarily, not just in some sort of kind, loosey-goosey, like Christian way, like, hey, God bless you, high five and a smile. Sometimes there's good Fridays in life. Sometimes there's just, there's just, there's just darkness, and that's okay. What's our obligation? It's to bring the light of Jesus into the world. So in the, in the, in the, in the reading, in the Romans, St. Paul is talking about a really, really, really important phrase. It says, don't be conformed to the age, but be transformed by the graces of God. Meaning what? It's very easy for us to enter into whatever society we're in to enter into that box of life. For example, when we pray specifically with, with death. Uh, let's just use me as an example. My grandparents' generation grew up in a, in a very Muslim world, right? So their, their experience of death was very uh, kind of heavy and harsh. So that's why they were black. I remember distinctly telling my grandma when her brother died that if she wears black on Easter, I will be personally offended and upset. So she was like, I need to, I need to. I was like, if you wear black on Easter, this is like, mind you, 18 months after her brother's death, who was in his 80s. If you are black on Easter, I will be personally offended and I will be upset and I will not say hi to you on Easter. And I'm like her grandson who's a priest, so I'm like her golden child. So she's like, okay, Babuna. And she wore super, super dark, dark, dark blue, right? She hustled me. And I was like, all right, you win. That was her, that's her thing. That was her generation. She was, she was conformed to the world instead of being transformed by the graces of God. Now, mind you, I'm exaggerating a little bit here. The other extreme is our generation, my generation. We live in America, right? We enter into funerals, we enter into death. And the, the temptation is to be conformed to the world, saying, like, oh, we're here to celebrate a life. We're here to celebrate the life of Nana. Celebrate the life of, you know, they lived long life. Okay? What about a three-year-old who dies of cancer? What about that? You can't be conformed to the world and celebrate that life because there's almost nothing good secularly, worldly, that comes from that. It's just a tragedy. And it's just heavy. And it's just dark. But as Christians, 
When we become transformed, when we, when we change ourselves from the ways of the world, whatever the passing winds of the ways of the world might be, whether it's a Muslim world that's kind of focused in on darkness and emptiness and that kind of life, or a more secular world which is just like about pinwheels and popsicles, when it actually is about Jesus, when it's the actual pastoral mystery, when it's the actual mystery of the Palm Sunday, Last Supper, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we enter into it as Christians, and we can actually bring the light of Jesus. Because the light of Jesus assumes darkness. There doesn't have to be death. There doesn't have to be sin. It doesn't necessarily have to exist. That's, a, that's a, literally a heresy. That what good exists, therefore evil has to exist. Like Star Wars, right? The, the balance of the force. That's literally a heresy. God can exist unto himself. But a lacking of God, the very definition of a lacking of God is death and sin and darkness. Darkness by its very definition in physics is a lack of light. So what do we do? We bring in the light of Jesus. That's our requirement. That's what Christ is telling us today in the gospel. To bring the light. And not just in a secular way. Not just in a let me hold your hand and give you a high five. And then you know what? Everything is going to be just fine. What if it's not? What if you get sick and die? What happens when you get sick and die? That's part of the mystery of, of Lent. That's part of what we're praying with. At my own death. I love going to the cemetery because where, I, where the, like a lot of Chaldeans are buried is where my, my parents would be buried, right? And I go, I, pass, I go over there and I pray for my grandma, I pray for my uncle who's already there, and I pray for my parents' future plot, and I tell them that every week, and they get mad at me. Stop praying for our death, right? I'm not praying, I'm not praying you die, but I'm praying you have a happy death. Like, Stop it, okay? And then across the street, like across the driveway there, is where all the priests will be buried, my burial spot. I'm going to die. I'm going to be buried there. And the world will move on without me. And I can be super dark and super empty. Or the light of Jesus. The resurrection. So as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as we enter into this, we continue on this journey of Lent, the goal is to be transformed by the graces of God. So that the question becomes for all of us, how do we bring the light of Jesus into different situations. Not just death, ultimate darkness. What about sicknesses? What about anxiety? What about stresses? What about exams? What about finances? What about war? What about politics? What about whatever it is in your life that is darkness and seemingly empty and seemingly burdensome that the secular world can't answer, it tries to answer, it fails answering it, and therefore the conclusion of which, the fruits of which, are anxiety and emptiness. And we're like, why is this not working? Because it can't work. If we are conformed to the ways of the world, only thing that leads to is emptiness. But if we're transformed by the graces of God, by the light of Jesus, then we can really find joy and comfort in this world, even in something as dark as death. Because that's what Jesus himself embraced. That's not my prayer for you. As we enter into this Mass, continue through Lent, once again, Good Shepherd next week, and then we have... Palm Sunday, then obviously the resurrection. Really pray with that, just today, just for this Mass. I don't know. Pray with your own death. How ready are you for it? Pray with your spouse's death, your child. What if your child got sick and died tomorrow? That darkness. I have nieces, nephews. I would die and I would kill for their lives. And it would be devastating. Would I bring the light of Jesus into it? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying just get over it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying live with the light of Jesus, even if it's small, even if it's seemingly a flickering flame in the wind. It's still the light of Jesus. 
And one little flame can spark an entire fire of the, of the love of God. Because that's what Christ came into this world to do. He knew there was darkness. He didn't come to dispel the darkness magically. And all we, all we do is live in the light of Jesus. He knew that there would be darkness in your life. Maybe you're in darkness right now. Maybe you've never experienced death in your life. I don't know your life. You know your life. Either way, really pray with that. Meditate on that. What would happen? How much of the light of Jesus would you bring? How much would you bear witness to the secular world who lives in darkness to the light of Jesus in your own darkness? Because he is the light of the world. Amen.